0: Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarva Dharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishna Yate Namaha Om Jananim sharadam Devim Ramakrishna Jagatkurum Parapadmeti Yostvitva pranamami So, as I mentioned, we were scheduled to give a class today at the duni, and then we thought it was going to rain, and our crowds are too big. You saw ten people in here became unbearable, and one more person, and the walls fall apart. And, Start, blood starts coming out of the walls I think <laughs> the spirit of the house doesn't like it so uh, 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 so we said okay we'll cancel tonight and and then it then it cleared up. Like, oh, maybe we'll do something with that and then, it got, then it was too late. people people who were, who were expecting weren't couldn't come. So I said it's okay we'll just do a reading uh, um, uh, something more informal. And so I asked him choose a topic. So he went through the interd- he went through the uh, table of contents and he chose a good one. It's actually one of my fa- he knew it was one of my favorites. One of my favorite talks to some of you. We uh, we could read some of it. And this is not a class, cause I'm uh, I'm not an expert. So we can we'll do a reading. And, and any if any points you want to bring up or discuss or questions or the, uh, are very nice. This tape uh, this lecture is one of my favorites. Particular content so good, but I have one of these books on tapes you know, the lecture series, uh, and there's many that they've done on Swami, Vivekananda, Swami Vivekananda's writing, but most of them aren't very good. It's hard to read Swami Vivekananda, he was so dramatic and passionate, and somebody, a boring person just reading, but the one we, we got for Swami Vivekananda, for this talk, was spectacular. It was a Shakespearean, I forget his name, but a Shakespearean actor, known person, you are looking at it like, and he's so more dramatic than Swami probably, he's your real so, so it was, I, and I had it in my car. So I met in my car in high, in high school. There was, I heard it probably uh, uh, five hundred times as talking. You know? <laughs> so it was one of my favorites. I can hear it uh, even I, when I, I quote from it all the time because it's it's the one that's stuck in my my brain. But I always quote it in, in the in, in in the passionate language of of that <laughs> of that act Shakespearean actor. You know,
1: <laughs> people may be coming.
0: Okay. I think they may be coming for the class. Can you? Do you want me to go call? Uh, well, if kids, I think it may be too much. They don't
1: look familiar.
0: You can go out and see. have them coming in here? Well, go go and show them the temple and see. See with what what the the up for the class. Class has been canceled, oh. but I, I think it would be two. Family of five, that's not the way we planned. <laughs> <laughs> Now we can all move forward. We can we can manage somehow. <coughs> Get friendly. <coughs> but anyway, this uh, this uh, lecture is called Discipleship. Delivered in San Francisco, March 29th, 1900. So that's very... <coughs> My subject is discipleship. I do not know how you will take what I have to say. It will be rather difficult to, for you to accept it. The idea of teacher and disciple in this country differs so much from that in ours. I, am in, uh, I remember Samichita under quotes this from from Ravi Shankar's book my music my Life is autobiography a beautiful book he mentions that he went to his um uh, when he, he who's Ravi Shankar's music guru I'm forgetting very famous uh, uh, something, I think he shares your last name perhaps I am forgetting his uh, yeah, one of the, one of, the, one of, the one of the great you know, the, something like that you know he's the, the guru forgive me I, I'm it's embarrassing I don't remember <laughs> that's a famous person. Uh, but uh, uh, so he he lived in he paid the the music teacher, right? He was he paid a good amount of money to for for lessons, right? But he lived in his house, right? And he ne- and he uh, and he simply waited and he he worked in the house until the guru called him. Says come for a lesson, right? And and uh, so imagine you're paying a teacher, but usually when we pay a teacher, that te- that means the teacher is your employee. Right. I remember my, uh, 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 at OCC, when a uh, junior college, the kind of, um, before, just before school started, there was a big fair to welcome students and, and pe- teachers would give talks and they could in- introduce to t- different people. And one of the, you heard two more? Yeah, yeah, why not? Is one? Yeah, I can please. Okay, you're, I think you're okay. Very very small space. Jai-ma. Is car, yeah? Yeah. And Swami comes back. yeah, so uh, uh, so so, I'm, so uh, you see? Okay, uh, okay. So, uh, so I remember that one teacher said that you should you should remember always remember, us professors are your employees. Right. That's how he, he started his talk. Therefore, you should be you should demand excellence from us. And I remember the point is really good. We're paying so much money to go to school. You expect the teachers to be of a high quality right and that's legitimate right but what a difference the point is he says that the his opening thing is that the idea of teacher and student in in your country is totally different right we here we we call sometimes. I mean uh, in many trans- like even here is in the gospel it translates takur as master takur is not exactly master but this idea that he's not just a teacher a teacher is an employee right you know would have it's it's a uh, master is a, a superior position right so it's a type of deference I don't know how you will take. I don't know how you will take what I have to say. It will be rather difficult if you accept it. The idea of teacher and disciple in this country differs so much from that of ours. An old proverb of India comes to my mind. There are hundred thousands of teachers, but it is hard to find one disciple. It seems to be true. The one important thing in the attainment of spirituality is the attitude of the pupil. When the right attitude is there, illumination comes easily. You know, we think it's like the the our religion comes, we have a great guru. Right. Here also it's like it's the attitude of a great disciple makes one realize. Yeah,
1: they are a story in uh. the Sufism that uh. related to Rumi and uh, to um, uh, other sheikhs were sitting and somebody came and asked for a sheikh to call to their town, yes or yes. whatever. He says, oh thank God he didn't ask for a dervish. <laughs> 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 I <also love> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Because we, 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 uh, Sami says we have a very big list of what we want. What the we want the, like, if we see any human characteristics in the guru, we lose. He needs to be divine, or she needs to be divine, and, and never go to the bathroom, and <laughs> never have any problems, <laughs> never have, never get angry. <laughs> you know. Like this, but but really the attitude is that of you see a, a great a great um, uh, uh, disciple. There's the one example, Swami Ramatirtha. This is one of my heroes. My my guruji when I first met him, he told me read Ramatirtha. He's blissed out. That's what, that's what <laughs> that a, and came just after Swami Vivekananda. He came to this country in 1903, by very early Swamis, very ecstatic person, great nondualist, extremely ecstatic person. And um and he he took it his initiation from a child in the childhood he took from uh, um, it's a, a pious man who taught him one Krishna so. But butwami Ramatutta went into heights of, of devotional ecstasy, non-dual ecstasy. he, he was fluent in Sanskrit and Hindi and Urdu and Persian he, he would rec- he'd, go, he'd recite Persian po- the Sufi poetry and go and he'd be such a person. but his guru ended up being an old man, he got bitter, things didn't work out. he lost <laughs> faith in God as a Krishna character as a thief, and it all it's fake and you know, he began to he, so his guru <laughs> left spiritual life completely wow. right but the disciple was a great saint right and so if you read the letters of Swami Ramta to his guru I'm forgetting the guru's name right now, it was very interesting he said, "Oh, by your grace, I have attained this state right he's still only attributed, it's only by your grace right he says, I wish you could know what I've experienced
1: <laughs> <laughs> by your grace.
0: <laughs> you know, like, you know, you know uh, trying to encourage the guru to take up spiritual life, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but it shows you that, it, of course, it was the grace of the guru that gave the impetus, but it was the grace of the disciple that made him great, right? So this is the point, you know, even the guru uh, 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 fell, or not, not fell, I mean, the difference was not that type of guru, right? But... But uh, the attitude of the disciple makes a great. Is it, is he, uh, when the right attitude is there, illumination comes easily. What does the disciple need in order to receive the truth? So this is the qualifications of the right attitude. Right? The great sages say that to attain truth takes but a twinkling of an eye. It is just a question of knowing. The dream breaks, how long does it take? In a second the dream is gone. When the illusion vanishes, how long does it take? just a twinkling of an eye. When I know the truth, nothing happens except that the falsehood vanishes away. I took the rope for a snake, and now I see it as a rope. It is only a question of half a second and the whole thing is done. Thou art that. Thou art reality. How long did it take to know this, if we are God and always have been so? Not to know it is most astonishing. To know this is the only natural thing. It should not take ages to find out what we have always been and what we now are. I love this. He says that that a classic example of the snake and the rope. You know, it's like we think it's a snake, but it's actually a rope. But once we realize it's a, it's it's like oh, I see it, right? But you can see there's still a, there's still an argument for the gradual realization because you think somebody says like the guru says that's a a, a rope, Guruji, it's a snake. <laughs> I, I great respect for you, but. It, I don't want to be bit, right? Let's not be foolish. Let's be practical about this. No, look carefully. Look carefully, and you know, think about it. Looks its shape. You know, you can be slowly. It's like I can see where it could be a, a rope. Hmm. You know, you can see how that slow process. You could see there's still slow understanding, and then you then you get then you have firm faith, and you and you're like, But also you could see a snake in in a second. But when it actually happened, it happens instantaneously, right? And I think and maybe this talk also. He says, that, you know, room is dark. You turn on the light. In a second, the darkness is gone. Right? But you can also, it also makes sense. You bring a light in. And it's like, oh, it's not so bad. Bring another light. And you can, there's a gradual process, but it, didn't, it should, doesn't have to be gradual. It should be, it could be instantaneous. How long did it take? Yet it seems difficult to realize this self-evident truth. Ages and ages pass before we begin to catch the faint glimpse of it. God is life. God is truth. We write about this. We feel it in our innermost heart that it is so. That everything else but God is nothing. Here today, gone tomorrow. And yet most of us remain the same all through life. We cling to untruth and we turn our back upon truth. We do not want to attain truth. We do not want anyone to break our dream. You see, teachers are not wanted. Who wants to learn? But if anyone wants to realize the truth and overcome illusion, if he wants to receive the truth from a teacher, he must first become a true disciple. It is not easy to be a disciple. Great preparations are necessary. Many conditions have to be fulfilled. Four principal conditions are laid down in by the Vedantists. So these are the classical Vedantic um, uh, standards, right? Every tradition, the Bhakti tradition, has its own approach you know in its faith and sincerity and the quality of and there's different lists of of the qualifications of the guru and the different lists for of quality of the disciple he's giving the vedantic perspective he's using that as, as a jumping off point for discussion the first condition is that the student who wants to know the truth must give up all desires for gain in this world or in the life to come Interesting. Usually, we go to teachers. And you go to college. You go to teachers. You go to, in order to get success in this life, right? And you go something to religious teachers and preachers like that to, to attain a higher world after death, right? So the common experience is the reason we go to teachers is for success in life and success and, uh, and attainment of a higher place after death. But Samadhi is saying that the, the first qualification is have no interest. In uh, 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 how do you uh, 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 The least desire, desire is for this world, or for the world to come. Very, and so he'll give a nice example. Uh, desire for gain in this world, world to come. The truth is not what we see. We do not see the truth as long as any desire creeps into the mind. God is true and the world is not true. That's a classic statement. That's even, Sri Ramakas, in the beginning of spiritual life, Tucker says again and again, first you think, we should think, or we should see, this world is, un, is, is, is not real. Real in, the, in, the, in a philosophical sense. Obviously it's here. Right? Our dream is the real, right? but it's a dream. Right? You know, it's like, uh, 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 you can't say our dreams aren't real. No, they're dreams. They're, they have dream reality, not ultimate reality. So this world is real in that sense, but it's not ultimately real. Once you think this world is not real, and and that God alone is true. Right? That's the beginning state. The, the final realization is different, but this is the beginning uh, of motivation. Right? <coughs> and uh, uh, what is it that, I think it's in the Vivek- Vivekachanamani of the Shankaracharya, he says, I shall tell you, in half a line, and half a verse would have said in all verses, and half a slokashay would say in all slokas. He says that that Brahman is true, the world is untrue, right? And and then the second point is like unto it, right? And then the individual soul is nothing but Brahman, right? So that is he's. I shall tell you, summarize all of, all the every verse ever said. This is what ultimately is being said, right? So same idea. This is uh, that begin. It's not. In a certain sense, it's the ultimate realization, right? But it's also beginning understanding. After you have to understand that, uh, to motivate us to find what's true, what's, what's real, what's lasting. And Vedanta uses it's like, by true means that which uh, exists in all times, that which doesn't change, that which is subtle, not gross, that which is the observer, not the observed. It gives all these, and Vedanta gives many examples or many criteria to find the truth. The truth is not what we see. The what we experience. experiencing is not reality. We do not see the truth as long as any desire creeps into the mind. God is true, and the world is not true. So long as there is in the heart the least desire for the tr- tr- for the world, truth will not come. Let the world fall to ruin before my eyes. I do not care. So with the next life, I do not care to go to heaven. What is heaven? All right. This is uh, This is uh, This is what. Why this is. This is what made this uh, talk dear to me. I love this very passionate. Because you see that the the idea that that uh, what's the Ra- oh, Amri- Ralph Waldo Emerson poem, right? Isn't that him, The the Brahma mm-hmm. yes. it's a terrifi- uh, where Brahma hears Poppy speaking as Brahman, right? He says, Find me and turn thy back on heaven. That's uh, the final line I think of the poem. Alright, uh, beautiful. But, if, but that's like, if you want the truth, find the truth and don't don't after heaven. Right? And you see ninety-nine percent of most religion is trying to go to heaven or some version of heaven right uh, at least a heaven, at least a better rebirth minimally a better rebirth but most likely a, 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 a and uh going to heaven and avoiding the opposite <laughs> avoiding hell right and you can see nobody wants to go to hell that's that's foolish right and of course everybody wants something better so that's a natural thing right but it's not the highest motivation for spiritual life that's the problem right because you can you know you can trick a dog you can you can smack it if it does something bad and it can be it won't do it because of fear and you can give it uh, treats when it does something good right and that's a very uh, intelligent way of training a dog right and it's also a really intelligent way of training people right and people are trained we learn from children you smack when a child does something bad and you give them some candy when it does something good Right, It's natural, it's uh, uh, positive reinforcement, and behaviorism, and all this, you know, there's, like that. But it's not very sublime, it's not, it's not the thing that, that, it's not very impressive spiritually. The motivation for spiritual life is avoiding suffering, and, and getting pleasure. That's just, that's, that's, that's the an, at our most animalistic level, not the most transcendent level. I do not care to go to heaven, what is in heaven? Only the continuation of this earth. Because what we want heaven, if if of course I'm, in religion we all think heaven is the beatific vision of God, then it's not that's a different thing. That's a that's a, uh, um, a uh, Christian-based description of the mystical experience, right? And uh, that or union with God, that's heaven. Or you know that that's a different thing. And hell could be separation from God, and you know that's a different thing. But if heaven, usually heaven is we project, you know I remember, God, it was. I went to a, uh, a Catholic church uh, near my, my auntie's house in Costa Mesa, and, and once when you got a really good uh, uh, priest giving a really intelligent talk from the scriptures, so inspiring, right? This was not one of them. He was trying to convince people that to be to be why they have to be good Christians and why mm-hmm. they have, to... and he says because you have to go to heaven. Why well, you go to heaven? Because your grandmother will be there, and you're, I mean, it was like talking to like little children, but it's a group. It's I mean, it's it's, it's, it's there's, there's seven hundred adults in, the, in, in in the thing. He's talking to children. Right, so I mean, We also talk to you, you you know, you talk like this to children, right? It's just an extension of, of, of life, you know, it's like things are nice now, it'll be a little nicer, right? You know, we won't grow old, we won't get sick, you know, the, these are the things, the things we don't like here, those don't happen there, right? And every culture has different heavens according to what they've experienced, right? There's uh, 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 books that I've read, collect, a collection of these different ideas of heaven. And there's some people where they where they in, in, in mountain region, people continuously walking up and down hill, mountains. Their heaven flat, no hills anywhere.
1: Because <laughs> yeah.
0: right, there are big problems having walking them down hills. <laughs> if, if you live in, if you ever been to Rishikesh, you're always walking up a hill. It seems. We joke is that we walk up, we walk you know, from our room to the gun we walk up, and then back to our room, we walk up again. It's like exhausting. <laughs> and we're joking that it's like an escher, we're stuck in an escher painting, you know, always walking up, up, up. You know, it's like exhausting. You know, so real heaven is like ah. I need, and also you like, "Oh my God, it's a straight road, no, <laughs> n- no incline." From, yeah, heaven. Sorry, uh, uh, uh. Only the conti- what is in heaven, only the continuation, continuation of this earth. We would be better off, and and our little foolish dreams we are dreaming would break sooner, if there was no heaven, no continuation of this silly life on earth. By going to heaven, we only prolong the miserable illusion. This miserable illusion. What do you gain in heaven? Now he's being a little bit sarcastic, joking nature. What do you gain in heaven? You become gods, drink nectar, and get rheumatism. (laughs) There is less misery than on earth, but also less truth. The very rich can understand truth much less than the poorer people. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. The rich man have no time to think of anything beyond his wealth and power, his comforts and indulgences. The rich rarely become religious. Why? Because they think if they become religious they will have no more fun in life. In the same way, comfort and enjoyment no sorry, in the same way, there is very little chance to become spiritual in heaven. There is too much comfort and enjoyment there. The dwellers in heaven are disinclined to give up their fun. Actually, that's uh, 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 the Bhagavatam and other texts like this. They 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 say that that uh, even the devas, right? These, uh, the devas are anxious to be born on earth, right? Because in heaven they're just you're, they're heaven. Heaven and hell are not placed. They're not. This is called karma-bumi, right? This is a place where we do a new action, right? We we set, we're the result of our actions. Here we are. This is the result. If you want to know what your past karmas look like? Here we are. This is this is your past karma manifesting as you, keep, right? <laughs> Right, but uh, but still you have freedom, right? You can do something with it, right? But if you're in heaven, from the Hindu perspective, heaven is the fruit. You're getting the fruit of a of, of good action, and hell, you're getting the fruit of a bad action, right? There's no freedom. There's no spiritual growth there. It's simply you know it's like I eat something bad, now I have indigestion. It's that type of thing. It's a it's a cause and effect type of thing, and in that state, there's no there's no spiritual practice. Now, in, in certain schools of Buddhism, they develop an idea where you can go to the pure land of Amida Buddha and there practice morsada. And I mean, every, the problem is you fit into spiritual life, break through all these ideas continuously, right? But uh, this is the idea of playing with a very Hindu idea of heaven. And by extension, a very Christian idea of heaven in, by common people. The mystics don't talk like this. We know what they mean by heaven, you know. But uh, uh, They say there will be no weeping in heaven. There's no tears in heaven, right? It says, I do not trust a man who never weeps. Psalmedy is great. <laughs> yeah, I love this his, his mood. I do not trust a man who no, a man who doesn't weep. He has a big block of granite where his heart should be. It is evident that the heavenly people have some have no not have not much sympathy. There are vast masses of them over there, and we are miserable creatures suffering in this horrible place. They could pull us all out of it, but they do not. They do not weep. There is no sorrow and misery there. Therefore they do not care for anyone's misery. They drink their nectar, dances go on, beautiful lives and all that. <laughs> yeah. Going beyond these things, the disciples should say, I do not care for anything in this life, or for or for all the heavens that ever existed. I do not care for any of them. I do not want the sense of the sense life in any form. form. This identification of myself with this body, as I I feel now I am this body, this mass of flesh, this is what I feel I am. But I refuse to accept that, that this is the final truth. (laughs) Samichita in the quotes... Is that Mr. Female Mr. Rabia? Is it Rab- Rabia right? There's only a few uh, fragments that, that are considered. One of them, if I get it wrong, you'll, you'll tell me. But uh, uh, that uh, uh, the one Swami Chaitanya always always quotes is that uh, uh, that do you do you love God? Yes. Do you hate Satan? No. <laughs> right. This is why? Because God has removed all hatred for my heart, you know, that's the one he always quotes. But there's two other that I read that I think about, I, when I read this, I've always connected them with this idea, he says that, uh, something like, "If Lord, if, if I worship you to go to heaven, to go to paradise, deny me paradise, and if I worship you to avoid hell, burn me in hell, right, but if I worship you out of love, then you please accept me. Embrace, you know, in your embrace, something like that, you know. And the other one that, that uh, uh, our friend uh, Murugadas uh, <coughs> sent me one time, I don't know, I've never found it anywhere, but he, he has his own way. He says, I, sh- I have a, I have one hand I carry a bucket, the other one a, 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 a torch. With the bucket I shall put the fires of hell out, and with the torch I shall burn down paradise, so that we know what religion is. Without that, take that off the table, you know what real religion is. Right. These things they loom so much, you see how much they condition our mind. I don't know if that's right or not, but <laughs> 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 close enough. <laughs> They're still beautiful ideas, you know. I I looked, I did I did some online tried to find more and they also said only four or five statements and a few legends. Only but yeah. So um uh, hmm,
1: this seat that the swami came from oh. where does that exist in what the realms? That? You know, he's eternally contemplating
0: Oh, Swami, Swami, yeah, so this is not because it seems like he's in a heaven realm. <laughs> well, sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, somewhere. But. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question, because, like, Swami, Thakur said many, uh, uh, he recognized and, 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 and said many things about different disciples. Some people, he, some people he like, he said, oh, he said like, uh, 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 Raj Maharaj, uh, uh, Bra- Swami Brahmananda, that he was an eternal playmate with Krishna. Right, and that um, uh, uh, Ramakrishananda and and uh, Sharananda were with Jesus, and that M was, and he oh, saw. I saw you in the dancing party of Chaitanya. right. So he made statements like that. Uh, sometime w- it may have been that he saw that when the avatar comes, that he brings his associates, and these were his associates, right. Uh, another thing is that, or he came that they came from this aspect because uh, some of his disciples he called Ishwarakotis, right. This, uh, 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 and that Ishwarakoti is a weird word. And it, it, it's not, uh, Thakur used it almost, uh, he he didn't develop, um, um, as far as I know, maybe he developed, maybe it's his own word to describe, right? It means like a part of God, right? So like the, uh, some, some of his disciples that he described as is they're akin or like God. Ishwarakotis almost means like, perhaps like that, right? Akin to God, right? Or they're like God or part of God, something like that. So I think they're usually described as like uh, eternally perfect. The Sometimes they're translated as that, but, should, but they come from some aspect of the absolute. From that, that, oh, he has a nature of Radha. This person has a nature. He has a he has a Krishna nature, oh, or some Vigananda He said that he he was. Um, uh, they said that he was Hanuman. Right. So um, could could it be like uh, they
1: were like his aspect cells?
0: like so It cou- could could be it come? could be different it aspects of you. the yeah. absolute yeah. from, from the previous. Or also, there's there's certain souls that Takura describes as in in a pond. In a, in a tank in a pond, there's, uh, what is that, Those uh, I forget what it's called, that, it's like a lily that grows when a pond is, put. when it grows you know it's polluted. When you see the ponds in Calcutta like that, they're, they're covered with, that usually means that the the water is not polluted. Uh, but if, and they're all, they're like lilies or something, but if you pull one, the whole bunch comes. They're all connected in the roots, right? <laughs> so like that, whenever one when avatar, when the avatar comes, he pulls all kinds of souls from other incarnations, you know, they come again and again with him. I remember uh, there was a, a Vaishnava Swami here at Chippur Maharaj gave a talk here many years ago. Many, 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 many years ago. Uh, um, and he was talking about Chaitanya Dev. Right? And in his disciples, and so his disciples began together, I think he, he may be Krishna. Right? Imagine when you think, oh my God, our Guru is Krishna. You know, like, talk where his disciples, got to, well, people think, well, maybe he's Bhagavan. Maybe he's God. Maybe, you know, like he's an avatar. It's a, it's a big thing. But then they're thinking, according to the cause Vaishnava, and the Vaishnava scriptures, God always brings his associates. It's like, oh, who are his associates? And they were like, "Oh my God, it's us!" <laughs> you know, like, it's like, and slowly their own realiza- their own the realization of their surupas came, you know, of who they were, who they are, you know, and, all, and 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 that's this is a realm of faith, you know. We can't describe this as a historical thing, but Swamiji Talker said many things about Swamiji. Right? one the, a famous story that we that we know is that he, he saw himself as a Thakur saw himself as a little boy. And he ascended into the, into the uh, beyond the world, beyond the heavens, right? And then into the non-dual, re- and then beyond the realm of non-dual reality. Beyond, are, the beyond realm. non-dual realm. Into a realm of pure, the purest possible realm. And there he beheld uh, seven, seven rishas, the Saptarishis, okay. right? And he, he was a little boy, right? And he went into the lap of one of them and tugged on his beard and, <laughs> opened, his, and he opened his eyes with great affection. And he told him by sign, I'm going down, you follow me. This is a famous story we know, right? And so, and then uh, Thakur said that when when Swamiji walked in, that he recognized him from that vision, that he was that Rishi that he that brought down. I'm going down, you follow me. So, Thakur was born first. And that. So, that's we always think. And then the Dhyan for where Swami Bhukan kind of says, one of the you who come from the Saptarishi Manga, from the circle of seven Rishis, right? Uh, that's one thing. But Thakur said many things. He also said that he was Nara Narayan, Nara of Nara Narayan. Rishi, there's a dual incarnation in the scriptures, um, that as twin these twin souls, one Nara and Narayana, form of Narayana, form of, and then Nara. So Nara means man, Narayana means so he was the Nada that came with Narayana, which means that Sri Ramakrishna was Narayana, and then his Nara was, that his hum, human manifestation was was, was That's also considered. He also he I believe he said that he was Arjuna, that came with Krishna. Right and and so uh, who heard the message of Krishna? That would mean Kalkura is Krishna, and, and and but also the view that that uh, Krishna and Arjuna is also believed to be not an avatar. When I was last week, I was in last weekend, two weekends ago, last weekend. Last weekend I was in Washington, at the uh, to attend one function at a temple, and I stayed at the Vedanta Society in Washington and Swami. me uh, No, no, uh, no, Washington D.C. Uh, wrong Washington, <laughs> the big one, uh, uh, the hot one, <laughs> not, uh, not the wet one, uh, uh, Veda, Mar- uh, Stuart Miraj, uh, Swami Atmagananda, Atma- and he, somebody, we was, he was discussing about this Narayan aspect of, uh, of Swamiji, and he said that, but actually we believe in the oral tradition of the mission, he says, something different, by saying he's not Nara Naranarayana, he was actually not so much describing his his tattva, his, but his bhava. He gave him his religion. He says that the idea of Nara Narayana is that within all of us are Nara Narayana. Every man, every human has is Nara Or has Narayana. And that became, brought out in Swamiji's teachings of, of the service of God in man. The seeing of God in man. And, and then somebody asked a question. Oh yeah, Swamiji, we know he loved, he served people because he saw God. He says, he did. You know, there's no doubt that he saw God in man. But he loved man. Right? It's not that he loved God and man. He saw man as God. Not God. We can see like he can see oh, I can see. you know, you're a horrible person, but I see God in you. So I salute you. <laughs> you know, this is it's better than you're a horrible person, I'm gonna kill you. You're a better person, so I'm gonna tolerate you're divine. But I'm having you know, you can see in, 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 in the in the, in, in, in the uh uh uh, uh Codependent, sarcastic, and uh, <laughs> uh, way of talking. It was like it was like oh uh, 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 I'm having a really hard time seeing God in you. <laughs> you can say it like this, you know. But that's not what's meant. Thakur, I mean, Swamiji, whether they're God or not, he loved man. He loved people. He loved humans, mm-hmm. right? That to him, they were his God. Whether they're God or not, they're his God, right? Living
1: God.
0: Yeah. So living. So, God, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, living God. so uh, or like like um, uh, Gandhi says, oh, we uh, God is truth. He said, No, no, truth is God. Right? Truth is more important than that. He. he made truth into God. That was his God. So, not that God is man, man is God. He, wh- whether man's God or not, whether God exists or not, for him, this, this is uh, 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 is God, is, is, is man. This is God, is man. And you know that fame, that, that one line where he says, I may have to be reborn again. Right? This is why he says, You see, I've fallen in love with man. Right? You know, that that's the thing. Not. whether... Love, falling in love with God makes you transcend. Falling in love with man makes you... Re- <laughs> but he was what, what to do. He loved, he served people, you know. So people think that this of thing that's just not an alien thing. Takur was implanting some mysterious play. Uh, thing. And also there's that, that one scene that happened uh, near Takur's room on the sh- steps of the Shiva temple near Takur's room where it is after Takur had broken his arm or hurt his arm. And he was sitting and he says you see something has come upon me something new idea has come right i've heard it but now i believe in it this is true that the highest manifestation of god is human is a man is a human right so that was his new almost you could say almost like his final realization or final teaching and and so of course he said that the four or five people were there but swamiji absorbed it and he turned a world mission into it from this statement right the highest now I see that the highest manifestation of God and the higher and and to see man as God, human as God, sorry for the gendered language, but but the human is God is is the last word of religion. So well, it's a very this is Swamiji. So where Swamiji what seed Swamiji came from, who knows? Well it,
1: <laughs> mm. it is also connected to the mm. idea of a Mukta. You know, mm. When this thing comes. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, and and some of these things are clear because uh, the world, okay, gone. Heaven is yeah, gone. Yeah. Then, um, then, in something like w- in, in Theravada, that, mm-hmm. that's it. When Nirvana is here, yes, it's yes. undefined, but it's not this bubble anymore. Yes, yes. But yes. then there's the uh, other hmm. versions where you still come here helping. Yes, you know, yes, well, yes. When you come from some place outside the bubble, yes. Or are you still hanging out someplace there, yes, but yes, it's yes, just yes. constantly helping and manifesting, yeah, yeah. helping, you know? So.
0: You know, who Swami? Because Thakur said so many different things. Right. That about. Uh, Let's take the
1: question
0: of Yeah. Mukta, yeah. So 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 yeah. So Ajiva mukta So to Somebody who who attains freedom while living. And, right. So and then
1: they don't reincarnate, though. Right. Is that so?
0: Thakur right? said, but they can reincarnate. Okay. Right. That, that because in order in order to do good. If they have this desire, and that requires a desire. I asked Swami Chaitanya this very question. He says, no, there has to have this strong desire to do good. There has to be a sunk before, a temperament before realization, and and also because uh, um, Thakur says many times that once one attains that highest state, one the like, you can't keep the body, right? So in 21 days one dies. That's, that Tarkar said that many many times, and but but of course the ones that you know Thakur didn't die after 21 days. <laughs> Right. Somebody didn't die after twenty one days. He says no. They. Uh, he says but they, they had a, a very strong sankalpa. Right. They will do good. They will do good to the world. Almost like a bodhisattva vow or something like that. Even after attaining, they will they will still do good. They won't. And so then Thakur gives that example, of a uh, uh, of, of somebody, um, uh, you know, with a wall. Somebody you know, like there's a there's a big wall and somebody climbs up and goes ah and 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 and, and he goes ah, a <laughs> and jumps in. Somebody else climbs up and goes, ah, and jumps in, <laughs> right? And somebody else goes, ah, and then turns around, brothers, come, come. Something's awesome over here. Come, come quickly, everybody, come, come, come. So that's a different temper. Most of us that we get, we'll jump in. Right? <laughs> you know, like, it's like, let, the, let them burn. You know? <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's a story of an orthodox monk, right, who went to, went home to visit his family, and, his fa- and then all of a sudden the house burned on, started on fire. It says, mother, come out, father, come out, it's burning. No, we're fine. Don't worry about it. No, come in, it's burning. You know, it's a metaphor, obviously, of living in the world, right? And finally, he says, "Okay, if you want to burn, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting out." You know, that's a tendency. You know, so, but there's some that they have that that you know, Samaji is definitely one of these souls who who has the, the, the desire to do good to the world. You know, uh, um, uh, these are these are in a different category. So it's not a regular Jiva Mukta, and and uh, Jiva Mukta is somebody who through his own sadhana attains. Right, and but Thakur said about a certain group of his disciples, and Samadhi is being one of them, is that they didn't attain. They were born this way, right? Uh, they they never were they never were bound. And then he gave just the other day, Samadhi read, in the Katamrita a beautiful scene where, what is it? Chok, uh, what type of bird gives birth in the air? Yeah. Chaka bird, bird, home the home of bird, yeah. s- s- flies so high, right? And then when it drops its egg, the egg it takes days to drop. Obviously, it's a mythological bird, right? right. And, and while it drops, it, it, the egg hatches. And now the bird is falling, right? And then while it's still, it still takes so many days to... It's, it's so, it comes from the very day, it comes into a high place. It takes a long time to come to earth. And in the process, its eyes open. And its wings develop. And then once its eyes open, it sees, oh, I'm going to be dashed to the ground. And then it shoots back up to join Joins its mother in the sky, right? So he says, them souls are like that. They come from such a high place that they never get bound, yeah, the before they and he, he mentioned many of them like this uh, he said I forget you remember the list <laughs> what are the souls Narendra is definitely one of them you know uh, Brahmananda is one of them Yogananda is one of them like this you know he, he gave a list like that he says souls like them and he mentioned uh, two three of his disciples or so the young boys that they're they're they're, they're, um, they're never so it's like we're struggling to become free right they they came and not and being careful not to get caught Right, there's a difference. Maybe they were caught in the past. Who knows? And they got free, or maybe they come from a realm. Ishvara Koti means they come from a divine realm, right? You know, they're 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 not uh, they're they're not um uh, sadhana sadhana siddha they, by their own practice. Who knows what? Maybe they're directly God's uh, energy, some messenger, prophet, something sent. That's different than somebody struggling to attain. Somebody being sent is somebody. Actually, we call that avatar. Avatar is a descent. We're we're trying to ascend, right? But there there's a, there's another thing where the great ones are such great ones are descending, right? From the from the, from that realm to this realm. So it's about uh, anyway. So is very. <coughs> yeah. Thakur had such. Um, we have to always when you when you read Swamiji's talks and you, you read his letters and you read and you study his life. And some controversial things, and difficult, and his dramatic personality, and his out of over the top statements, and <laughs> like this. Right, and then you have to remember what Thakur thought about him, right? So who we think Thakur is, we have to. You cannot. Uh, you have to. You have to understand Samadhi's words from that from Thakur's statements about him. What time is it now? Five fifty-three. We're still can you the number. So this is the first, the first condition of a real disciple. So, and some of you times said we should that if we have a real, if we're really, if we're real disciples, a real guru will come, right? And so uh, uh, this is one condition: is that we had. I mean, we don't have to be perfect. If we're already perfect and have no attachment to the world, this world, then we don't need a guru, (laughs) right? That's (laughs) not necessary. But this is still ideal to keep in mind. This is the first requirement that we should at least, uh, if we, if we don't, if. I can't say if we we should at least if we're not uh, completely desireless obviously we're not here we are if we have desire we couldn't move anymore right we should at least have a desire to be desireless we should have desire to desire the the unchanging, the real the absolute right and not make heaven at the lower definition of heaven as a goal like this not this world or the next world the first condition The world and heaven, all of these are bound up with the senses. You do not care for the world if you if you do not have any senses. Heaven also is in the world. Earth, heaven, and all that is in between have, been, have but one name: the world. there so actually we think, oh somebody has wor- worldly person by this definition it is uh, earth, heaven, and everything in between. that is if you want any of that, that's called worldly ambition, so worldly that's, desire. That's Hmm? These are all in the realm. That's another. Thing. He says these are all the realms of the senses. These are all experienceable. These are all changeable. These are the results of karma, right? Whatever it is, these are all the categories of, of, of a limited, uh, conditioned experience, right? But like they all, uh, earth, heaven, and all that in between have but one name, the world. Therefore, the disciple, knowing the past and the present, and thinking of the future, knowing what p- prosperity means, what happiness means. Gives up all these and seeks to know the truth and the truth alone. This is the first condition. The second condition is the disciple must be able to control the internal and the external senses and must be established in several other spiritual virtues. The external senses are the visible organs situated in the different parts of the body. The internal senses are intangible. We have the external eyes, ears, nose, and so on. And we have the corresponding internal senses. We are continuously at the beck and call of both these groups of senses. This is Swami Chidananda. He, he would say. Uh, from Swami Shivananda's disciple. He would say. Um, that uh, uh, the senses. God gave the senses for a reason. They are instruments. right? Because obviously we have to see. We have to hear. Then get information for the world to live. So they are tools. Uh, and if something wasn't beautiful looking we wouldn't look right if something wasn't nice if there wasn't nice hearings uh, here we wouldn't pay attention if things weren't good tasting we wouldn't eat properly therefore you have to put pleasure in the senses has to be otherwise the the function the purpose of the creator wouldn't be wouldn't be satisfied but somehow or another at some point who knows in some past some mistake happens where now rather than being tools to bring information from the outside for the soul they become the masters the pleasure that's the danger the pleasure becomes more important than the tool and pretty soon you're at the beck and call of the senses rather than being tools imagine i mean uh, you know we use we use a pen but all of a sudden the pen controls you and it happens it's called upadi you know anything we touch changes the one t- holding it right Takori said you know if you hold a pen you start scribbling something can't help it. The <laughs> pen makes you scribble something, <laughs> right? That, that's the power of the pen, right? But some of the power of the senses we get. So that the thing is that it's not the senses are bad. The senses are nothing's good or bad. These are tools. But we become controlled by them. When we become controlled by them. Then, then we lose our freedom. You know, this is this is the, the, the second condition control. The control of the senses. If any sense objects are nearby, the senses compel us to perceive them. We have no choice or independence. There is, a, there is a big nose. A little fragrance is there. I have to smell it. If there was a bad odor, I would say to myself, do not smell it. But the nose says, smell. And I smell it. <laughs> oh, the nose is in control. Right? Just think what we have become. We're, being con- we're slaves uh, uh, to a nose. <laughs> right, this is the immortal Godhead, right? The 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 the, the King of Kings, you know, the the one Self beyond the Light of Light beyond all darkness is controlled by the nose. This is the this is the embarrassing situation. Just think of what we become. We we have bound ourselves. I have eyes. Anything going on, good or bad, I must see it. It is the same with hearing. If anyone speaks unpleasant to me, I must hear it. My sense of hearing compels me to do so. And how miserable I feel. (laughs) Curse or praise man has got to hear. I have seen many deaf people who do not usually hear. But anything about themselves, they always hear. (laughs) (laughs) All these senses, external and internal, must be under the disciples' control. By hard practice, he has to arrive at the stage where he can assert himself against the senses against the command of his mind. He must be able to say to his mind, You are mine. I order you. Do not see or hear anything. And the mind and the mind will not see or hear anything. No form or sound will reach the mind. In that state, the mind has become free of the dominance of the senses, has become separated from them. No longer is it attached to the senses and the body. External things cannot order the mind now. The mind refuses to attach itself to them. There is a beautiful fragrance. The disciple says to the mind, Do not smell. And the mind does not perceive the fragrance. When you have arrived at that point, you are just beginning to become a disciple. That is why when everyone says, I know the truth, I say, If you know the truth, you must have self-control. And if you have control of yourself, show it by controlling the organs. This is a very interesting, there's a lot in that statement, you know, many people are claiming all kinds of states of realization. If it's true, that means you have to have control of the senses. And if you have control of the senses, and to say I have to control of the senses and still not show any control of the senses, you know, then you have the crazy wisdom gurus and all this type of stuff. It's not the fact that I have, that. see, com- the fact that I have so many wives Right, is proof that I'm beyond the senses. You know, this is not this is not the standard. I'm so transcend I'm so transcendental to the senses I can eat whatever I want. It has no effect on me now. You know, this is not the standard, right? You should uh, a disciple's standard is, is, is control of the senses. Well, to speak of a master's standard should be control of the senses. Right. Very interesting. So first step is, we have two points now, one is not to have any desires for anything in this world or the next world. The second is control the internal and external senses. Next, the mind must be made to quiet down. It is rushing about. Just as I sit down to meditate, all the vilest ideas in the world come up. The whole thing is nauseating. Why should the mind think thoughts I do not want it to think? This is the question that um, uh, 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 Samadhi and mm-hmm. um, uh, Suratha ask in the Chandi. They ask uh, 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 Medas, mm-hmm. right? They say why is, is, is he, we're the, like, one of his lost his kingdom by intrigue, the other, his family's turned against him, and still he's thinking about the very things that have caused him pain, he's only thinking about. What, and then he go. what is it that causes this? Right? And then Medas says, it's Maya. And then begins his explanation, what is Maya? You know? But <clears throat> why should I think what I don't want to think? It's a very big thing. <laughs> right? It's bad enough to say, why should I smell what I don't want to smell? But Imagine, what, 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 why should I think? When you sit for a medit- the problem is we don't even notice what we're thinking. Our thinking is totally so out of control. But when you sit down, you try to control it, and then you realize. You know? Like an untrained horse is always running around doing stuff. Then you, 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 you try to get on its back then you realize how uncontrolled it is, mm-hmm. right? Usually you don't notice. You try to sit on it. Like, so meditate, that's the difference between regular life, it's all out of control. Exactly. it's like, oh, all the bad thoughts come when I meditate. No, the bad thoughts are always coming. <laughs> <laughs> you don't notice them. <laughs> yeah. when you try to, when you, pr- you bring them into a, cl- uh, uh, and, and try to control, then you realize how out of control. Uh. Why should the mind think thoughts that you do not want it to think? I am as it were a slave to the mind. No spiritual knowledge is possible so long as the mind is restless and, or out of control. The disciple has to learn to control the mind. Yes, it is a function of the mind to think, but it must not think if the disciple does not want it to. It must stop thinking when, it, when, it, when, it is, when he commands it. To qualify the disciple, that state of mind is very necessary. Also, the disciple must have great power of endurance. You will find the mind behaving well and everything goes right when everything goes right, and you with you and life seems comfortable, but if something goes wrong your mind loses its balance. That is not good. Bear all evil and misery without the slightest murmur, without one thought of unhappiness, resistance, remedy, or retribution retaliation. That is true endurance, and that you must acquire. <clears throat> good and evil there always are sorry good and evil there always are in the world many forget that there is any evil or at least they try to forget and when evil comes upon them they are overwhelmed by it and feel bitter there are others who deny that there is any evil at all and consider everything good you can see this like oh it's all good that's a common (laughs) it's an unthought-out philosophical it comes from a truth (laughs) that god is behind everything right and i think it's different to say that everything everything is divine and to say everything is good, right? Because you see Kali, we see, actually the image of Kali is a very bold re- revelation of truth, right? Because you have the one truth manifesting, right, in the world of duality or the world of extremes, right? You have birth and you have blessings and prosperity and peace. You have war and suffering and death and sickness. Everything, the whole, and everything in between. The world of duality, we talked a couple weeks ago, are the two extremes. It's not just two. Duality is not, thing That's everything in between two extremes right uh, 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 so to see God as in, in, in we see everything is coming it's all manifestation Kali is a manifestation of Shiva it's all everything is the, the, so you see birth is divine death is divine uh, 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 health is divine sickness is divine uh, everything is divine night is divine day is divine winter is divine summer is divine you know but you can't say that there's no winter because everything is divine I mean the divine has become winter the divine is so they're, they're, they're taking the truth behind it in an undigestible way, and then they say, "Oh, it's all it's all good." Is is a, is a, is, a, is a, um, this is what Tarkar's way of saying, or Swamiji's way of saying, way of saying the same thing? You Say everything. Oh, there's no there's no evil in the world. Here, evil means like suffering and, and struggle and bad people and like even Tarkar said, "Oh, there's there's God has created uh, uh, trees that give fruit." God has created trees that are poisonous, right? You can't say there's no poison. No, God has created both. In the world of royalty, he's created animals that are gentle, animals that are ferocious, right? You know, bunny rabbits and tigers that kill bunny rabbits, right? Both of them are being created by... God. Uh, so you can't just say that everything is good. No, God has created good and bad. God has created uh, fierce and gentle, all these things, right? So that's the idea. This... Uh, Good and evil there are always in the world. Many forget that there is any evil, at least they try to forget, and when evil comes upon them they are overwhelmed by it and feel bitter. There are others who deny that there is any evil at all and consider everything good. They also that also is a weakness. That also proceeds from the fear of evil. If something is evil smelling, why sprinkle it with rose water and call it fragrant? Yes, there is good in the world, good and evil in the world. God has put evil in the world but you do not have to whitewash it. Why there is evil is none of your business. Have faith and keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. When my master, Sri Ramakrishna, fell ill, a Brahmin suggested to him that he apply his tremendous mental power to cure himself. He said that if the, my master would only concentrate his mind on the diseased part of the body, he could heal. Sri Ramakrishna answered, What? Bring down the mind that I have given to God, to this little body? He refused to think of body and illness. His mind was continuously conscious of God. It was was dedicated to him utterly. He he would not use it for any other purpose. The craving of health, wealth, long life, and the like, the so-called good, is nothing but delusion. To devote the mind to them in order to secure them only strengthens the delusion. We have these dreams and illusions in life and we also have more dreams of them in the life to come in heaven, more and more illusion. Resist not evil. Face it. You are higher than evil. There is misery in the world. It has to be suffered by someone. You cannot act without creating evil for, some, for somebody. When you seek worldly good, you only avoid an evil which must be suffered by somebody else. Everyone is trying to put it on someone else's shoulders. The disciple says, Let the misery of the world come to me. I shall endure them all. Let others go free. Remember the man on the cross? He could have brought legions of angels to win him the victory. But he did not resist. He blessed those who crucified him. He endured every humiliation and suffering. He took the burdens of all upon himself. Come unto me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Such is true endurance. How very high he was above this life. So high that we cannot understand it. We slaves. No sooner does a man slap me on the face that my hand hits back. Bang! It goes. How can I understand the greatness and blessedness of the crucified one? How can I see his glory? So... How beautiful.
1: To understand this... Yeah. Looking at objectively, he says mm. there's good and bad here yes. or, mm. you know things that we find nasty happens mm-hmm. things that we find good happens and and something will befall somebody, mm-hmm. somebody this is how it is yeah so when he has a desire to save, he knows this is how it is, and then he can probably change. this is mm-hmm. unexplainably so mm-hmm. but then I- at the end he says so then you see his desire to help manage. Yeah, so you could see where that is, so where do you place yeah. this uh, what is the condition of where does he help? So in this case mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. shows the endurance to difficulties mm-hmm. and carrying the load of mm-hmm, people or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what befalls him
0: mm-hmm.
1: is the is the help. Uh, you know, you know are you trying to go out and save people or improve their life? Mm-hmm. W- 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 what is it? Exa- so it looks like that's not the
0: case. Yes. Yeah.
1: Lift their burdens when, you know, it's yeah. the knowledge, um, of course, teaching believing
0: yeah, yeah. the uh, but But there's, there seems to be, of course, Swamiji, these are his heroes, because he was such a person, right, that he's willing to, you know. Uh, uh, uh. But there's some people who have this mood let me be born again, and again, let me help others, let other people, let all suffering. There's actually a verse in the Upanishadic verse, Swamiji quotes. Um, I don't remember it just now. But it's on one of some Te's tapes I remember you know his echoes of the eternal those those yeah. those is one of the tapes where it, where it where also says like that may um may everyone's suffering come to me now there's very few people we can say that we don't may not mean it right right and 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 even if we say it and mean it it may not we don't have the ability to make it happen right there's some great souls that like like jesus who is being uh being described here that if we believe what is said about him could take on almost a world's suffering upon himself. But still, Jesus died. He would tolerate everything. He did everything for the good, and still people are suffering. Still people are dying. Still there's war. Still there's there there there's cruelty, right? Uh, 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 says something like that all the way. You know, Krishna came, Ram came, right? Chaitanya came. You can say Jesus came, right? And the, still the world is what it is. It's because the world is created and in, it's in, yes. in, in, in like that. But it's a temperament. He's so talking about the temperament of the disciple. So, uh, Jesus so being held at a very high example. Yes. And
1: yeah. I've mean, I, I, I read, you know, in some mm. place says, there's light here, there's darkness here. You yeah. increase the light here, you're going to still, you know, yes, you're yes. going to increase darkness somewhere else yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he says, but if you are of light, <coughs> then that's what you must do. Yes, yes, yes. So it's, it, then it becomes a matter of, Temperament, not necessarily yeah. achieving an end. No, no, th- yeah, you're it's expressing true. who you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. But also, it's mm. like, yeah, that. But Swamiji himself compares himself uh, when he com- like, uh, how high we can't even understand. We think about the thing we can't even understand. The 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 level of of uh, cause his point is that of tolerating the the world of duality. But also, it's not that we should give in to the world of duality, right? Takor said, just because uh, you know that famous uh, that the tiger is God. Doesn't mean you embrace it, mm. right? The tiger god from a distance, right? Mm. Or you listen to them, the elephant driver god, get out of the way, right? The elephant's god, so I'm going to sit there and be trampled, right? So you also listen to, you know, like the, the diseases god, the doctor's god, right? You know, it's like I said, these are natural things. If your hung- hunger is god, but so is looking for food to remove hunger. That's part of the the the, the play, right? The, the, I think I think one of the points is not to is the the point is equanimity. Right, our Swami Omananda, our Sanyas guru, he said, he, he, one year he really pushed this point, this is one of his themes, every year he has a new theme, that this year is that if you can tolerate, he says, of course, he had the, big, the big ends of birth and death, these are the big ones, but within birth and death, there is uh, pleasure and pain, there is success and failure, and there is um, a, 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 um, disease and health, maybe one more, uh, uh maybe uh, uh praise and blame or something like that or uh, r- good reputation bad reputation like that if you can tolerate just for a few days keep the mind steady from that from those extremes just for a few days your life will be secure your whole life right but we can't do it even for a few minutes right the mind gets knocked off. I mean I know my 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 mind gets kicked every and even not even the real thing thoughts about those things throw the mind off worrying about those things or not the act the actual things are bad enough but even thoughts about those things, right? Uh, 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 anxiety, you know, but if you can keep the mind equal, Krishna said, if you can be equal poised, and keep the mind, that the things do everything you need to do. Your duties, and we have duties to ourselves, and our bodies, and our bo- and our government, and our friends, and our. We have to do everything properly, right? <coughs> but in spite of that, another one. One thing comes to realization: in spite of everything, right? Everything is temporary, ultimately. Right, we do our best. Like we should be healthy. We should try to make other people healthy. But eventually, we'll get at least we'll get old and die, right? It's going to happen to all of us, you know. Uh, uh, we should try. you we should. We're we'll get hungry. We can eat very good food. We're going to get hungry again, right? You know, it's like everything. Every every extreme is going to be is, is is So one of the one of the points is to tolerate, you know. But um. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky. Uh, because Swami doesn't, doesn't say like uh, 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 uh. he says, don't spray something bad-smelling thing with rose water and say it's good. We we see it as what it is and deal with it as what it is. That I think is important. We have to deal with it. We have to do whatever is necessary. Right. But to see, it's also part of God's creation. You know, it's a big. It's a big. It's a big one. But how beautiful, this is one of, I think, one of the most emotional statements about Jesus. And even in the Christ semester, he doesn't make, it's so, he's very. He's extremely poetic, passionate talk. If you hear it, I mean, I'm, I'm not a good reader and speaker and orator. I don't have the drama of it, right? But uh, that section is just so, be- so beautiful. Right. So also you, could hmm. you
1: explain the part that you said, um, the, the teaching of um, Jesus, that hmm. do not resist evil, how, how
0: does uh, Swamiji explain that? He said that I think even here, right? Resist not evil. Face it. Face it. Face it. You are you are higher than evil. Mm. Right? There is misery in the world, has to be suffered. so that's Face it and it means it has to be suffered by somebody. We have to suffer it. But it's interesting because resist not evil. I don't think usually we think that statement is not clear. Even what Jesus said about it, we don't know, and theologians don't know, and, and, and believers don't know what it means. You know. Because obviously we have to resist evil. Somebody's doing harm to somebody. It's not like oh, whatever you do is fine, right? That can't be what it is, right? right? And of course, at a very high level, you know, you know, somebody slaps on one cheek, you say But also, if somebody slaps, it says don't slap me. You know, somebody slaps you again, and you slap back. You know, there's sometimes you have to. Or Tarkar said you hiss but don't bite. I'll give an example. But actually, I uh, uh, um, some he says that, and, and he says people don't the full thing about that hissing, right? About the snake hissing, you know. He said, but for a sannyasi for instance, you, hissing is not allowed. Right, that's the thing. Like, uh, or more people you have to show you have to res- show resistance. Hey, you have to lock your door. Somebody comes like, Hey, what are you doing here? Who are you? Why are you in my yard? You have to resist. Right? It's your duty because you have people you have dependents. You have to do our, you have to do like that. So that's but not you have to show he says make a show of tamas, show of Rajas in order to protect yourself. Right? Or like telling the snake to hiss but don't bite. Right. Most people bite without. First thing you do is bite, right? Hiss was don't bite. There's no harm in that. But for a certain type of person, said for a sannyasi, then biting is hissing is also not allowed, right? So Sami Chidananda told one of one of my friends who was his disciple, uh, uh, he made a complaint. Uh, uh, some other p- member at Shivanandashram was giving a hard time, some legitimately hard time. There was some personal friction, but he was making his. You know, in an ashram, if somebody doesn't like you, they can make your life hell. And there's nothing more cruel than spiritual people, <laughs> to tell you frankly. <laughs> spiritual people are intense, and so everything about them is intense, including their cruel, bad qualities also intense. So he was really suffering. Right? So he went to Swami Chirananda, the guru and head of the ashram, and says, Guru Maharaj, this is happening, and like that. He says, so, you have, all, you have lost all right to defend yourself. Never mention this to me again. Now go. Now go. <laughs> That's a very extreme case, but he's taken a very extreme step right publicly in front of the front of the three worlds and gods and goddesses and holding you know it was a variant it was a big lesson right he may have Mm -hmm. behind the scene told somebody else tell that person not to bother the Swami you know (laughs) who knows but still the lesson is very very strong but that's not for everybody else right uh, that's somebody because he is he has no family he has no requirements he has no you know he has no you know so he's 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 made a, a big public statement Right. not public. A divine statement in front of the th- in the three worlds like this, but that's not a very easy, <laughs> re- easy, mm. easy state. So, what is it? Resist not evil. You know. So, Thakur said you have to uh, uh, treat everything in its proper place. You know, something is bad, treat it as bad. If something is good, treat it as good. Right, but don't. You shouldn't lose your. You shouldn't lose your life over it because. The world duality is always going to be the, what some said is a curly tail Tucker's example, the curly tail of a dog. Like right? a dog's tail, a curly tail of a dog, you straighten. it's always going to be curly. no matter what you do, it's curly. Right? So you deal with it. you have some dogs tails are curly, so you have to learn to adjust to it. Sometimes it means getting rid of the dog if you don't like. It. If your curly tails really bother, you get rid of the dog, you know? right? So you have some things you have. I mean it's not that we should just accept everything horrible. No, that's, that's, a, that's a, I think that's a, that's a, well, suffering, suffering and, and, and joy are both equal. Actually, they're both expressions of the material, material nature, Pakriti. But doesn't mean we should, like, relish suffering, right? That's like, that's a mental illness, right? A healthy mind avoids suffering, goes, that's a natural, I mean, even a dog does that, even a, a, an amoeba does that. When we stop doing that, that means something's wrong, right? we We should be doing that more expertly, not less expertly, right? But as a spiritual person, we shouldn't lose our our, our... our. We should have a deeper understanding of the world duality. I remember one of well, the best answer I ever I asked a friend, Dushta Krishna, and you could see his mind was a little disturbed. He says, how's it going? Are you okay? He says, I'm doing the best in the, in the world of Living in the world duality, what can I say? Right? It's like, sometimes you know, good things happen, bad things happen. I'm dealing dealing with the best I can, thinking of God. <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, that was the best answer. Well, another day in the world of duality. <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. but there's some who don't live in the world of duality. And the thing is, if your mind is equipoised in the midst of the world of duality, then you don't live in the world of duality, right? Because underneath the ever-changing uh, 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 surface, there is an infinite unchanging depth, right? And that's the thing we're so the, the surface of the co- of the mind is is vibrating, and and therefore, and we're at the surface of the mind. Therefore, we're vibrating. We're we're being thrown here and there. But there is an infinite, de- so you see one of the things of controlling the mind, stealing the mind, equal equal poise, these are all ways of, of being conscious of the unmoving, unchanging depth of consciousness. It's going to be a different thing. We know what time it is? The Theoretically, we have RT the next 21. Yeah, a yeah, few minutes. <coughs> very interesting. It's a very beautiful, uh, uh, poetic, and passionate, and some of his biggest points, I think. Hmm. Thank you. Yes. Well, I'll just read this one last paragraph because it deals it looks like resisting evil. But I will not drag the ide- uh, I will not drag the ideal down. I feel I am the body resisting evil. If I get a headache, I go all over the world to get it cured. I drink 2,000 bottles of medicine. How can I understand these marvelous minds? I can see the ideal, but how much of that ideal? None of that. this consciousness of the the body, of the little self, of its pleasures and pains, its hurts and comforts, none of these can touch that ideal. By thinking only of the spirit and keeping the mind out of matter all the time, it can catch a glimpse of that ideal. Material thought and forms of the sense world have no place in that ideal. Put them away and fix the mind on the spirit. Forget your life and death, your pains and pleasures, your name and fame. Realize that you are neither body nor mind, but pure spirit. When I say I, I mean this spirit. Close your eyes and see what picture appears when you think of your your I. Is it a picture of your body that comes, or of your mental nature? If so, you have not realized your true I yet. The time will come however when you will soon as soon as you say i you will see the universe the infinite being then you will real then you will have realized your true self and found that you are infinite that is the truth you are the spirit you are not matter there is such a th- there is such a thing as illusion on account of it one thing is taken for another matter is taken as spirit the body for the soul this is a tremendous illusion it has to go have you read it there? So this turned out a very sweet, sweet intimate gathering,
1: cool.
0: yeah. and I haven't read this in a long time. I'm very excited to read this. What, what's the more. name of this chapter? It's called Discipleship. Discipleship. It's under Miscellaneous, and I forget what volume it's in. This is I'm reading it from the. Uh, yeah, I'm reading it the yoga, the the Yogas and other. This one big volume, which is a very nice edition. But if it's in the. You have this book. Yeah. This, is a, this is a. It's just so nice, mm. big and nice. <laughs> and it's holy and mm. it matches the katamrita inside in the, the Gospel like that. You know, it's a four and a bunch of important lectures, other important lectures that are there. The four. It's the four Yogas in other words. Nikolananda edited it. It's there's some things that are slightly different than the complete work. He did a little bit kind of creative edit. Not creative. He cleaned up the, Samaji's so language a little bit. Will you continue this next Saturday? I don't know. We'll have to decide. <laughs> <Can> we <laughs> supposed to we're supposed to be out there talking. I think this could be a, a secondary uh, way of doing things. I was just yeah, wondering someday. if we
1: should read at home or
0: just yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, just... well, yeah. you can definitely read at home. Then next <laughs> week, then we talk about you can We can discuss it. Because you thought about it. You know, and you'll have points to ask. Yeah, because I haven't thought about this chapter in a lot. I, I quote this all the like, things in my memory. Because it was such a like i said i've heard it so many times and it's even when i'm trying to read i'm I'm kind of like how you know, <laughs> i try to go into the the, the shakespearean actor's style you know uh, they do not weep <laughs> isn't that great there's no there's no tears in heaven i don't trust a man that doesn't weep, you know? i don't trust it there they go loads of them up there you know yeah, dances the, go on drinking their <laughs> drinking their nectar and getting well, the rheumatism
1: in the buddhist firmament it's the same type of thing there's huh. the sense realms and yeah. they're there enjoying things and and mm. and then there's the, the form realms where there's yeah. no sense but it's yeah. much more beautiful but it's only on some of these things where devas come and actually try to learn from
0: here yes yeah. yeah.
1: because most of the time they don't have that desire and
0: in the in, in the bhagavatam there's a very elaborate list of hev- heavens and hells Right, and 64 heavens and 64 hells are given. And then, and, and some of the hells, are the, like, when I first read that, I'm like, oh no. I did most, of, I mean, I was a nerd. Right, so I'm, I'm a goody goody nerd, and I did a lot of that stuff in high school, you know, and I was a nerd. <laughs> you know, like, was, like, and the descriptions of the, of the hellish experiences, <laughs> and some Yamadu's gonna come and rip me, rip me in half and then boil me in oil and pour multiple, mol- uh-huh. you know, like, it's very dramatic. The, the, the Bhavatam has very elaborate, the, the, the description of the hellish experiences and the heavenly experiences are very elaborate, you know. But then, to me, the most scary, it describes the underworld heavens, right? That there's another, under, and there's hells. That are heaven. Wow. That that's very interesting to me. Very, the, yeah. and he said that. there describe it gives a very mythological description. That the, and there's no there's no because underworld. There's no sun, but the gems from the snakes on their heads give light to the whole thing. It's a very it's an un- unconscious under, very, but everything is so perfect and so pleasant, where everything is heavenly. It's a heaven that there's no need for God. This is a, that's one of the things that, that's to me that's it's so actually. I sometimes the description is describing many people's view of heaven. Everything oh, is so good, right? But that's considered hell, mm. right? So we could be in hell and think we're in heaven. You,
1: what you were saying is oh the God. same idea yeah. that okay. you actually you spend. Yeah. This is where you spend your saving.
0: Yeah, and yeah. You yeah, are, you. yeah, Also, yeah. The thing, <laughs> actually, that the thing is that we we, we don't. If you go to heaven, it's it's a big because then all that all that punya you, mm. you it's all gone. Hmm. And you come back, here I am. Oh, oh my God, you mean after all that? And here I, what's what, 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 my, my, my parting gift is rebirth into another human body in junior junior high school. The, re, the, the, the gift, the, the parting gift is having to go to junior high school uh, again. junior high again. Junior high again, <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> Your whole life of work and service, like that, and, you, get, and you, you go to heaven, it's all spent, and you were born again, back to where you were. <laughs> right? Or even hell, you do really, really well, sure. you you, and that's also gone. Right, I one Abbot George, uh, he 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 one time said actually, most people don't go to hell. Hell is an astral realm. It's above us actually, right? He says Earth is the Earth is Earth. You can't fall off the ground. There's nothing (laughs) lower than the ground, right? Hell is an astral realm where you can learn something. Most people can't learn anything. You have to have a spiritual certain level of spiritual advancement to go to benefit from a lesson of hell, right? Most people die. Somebody spanks them on the butt and they cry and they're back again. They don't know anything. They go to a world of darkness until they're born again. There's no, there's a, from ignorance to ignorance, you know? Mm. Right? To go to hell, as he says, that to take somebody to go to hell is actually given a blessing. <laughs> may you, may you blessing. <laughs> blessing. May you learn something. May you move in, forward.
1: Huh? In, in Hinduism, um, uh, if you do end up in hell,
0: you uh, can leave it. You can no, because there's the thing is, all these, the, the idea all these are karma-generated states or experiences, right? So there's a, there's a cause that caused an effect. Right, So the effect can't be, the, the can't be more than... Like you can't have a temporary cause that leads to an eternal effect. right? Yes. Eventually, you'll, whatever you did, or the things you did, the will, that will run out in a certain yes. sense. But yesterday, yesterday or two days ago, we read another t- talk of Samaji, we were reading in the morning, and he says that actually we're dreaming. He says, uh, what we, think? we dream this world, right? so we're dreaming, we're doing good actions. And so naturally, when that dream breaks, we dream that we're experiencing the results of those actions in hell, mm. in heaven. And then we dream we're doing horrible things. And then the next dream, that dream breaks, the next dream comes, and we think we're suffering the results of those things. It's also, it's it's, a, it's cause and effect, and it's in the world of illusion, right? It's like none of it's all just dreams, but to a dreamer, the dream is real. Yeah. What to do? The dream is, I mean, it's our the, the experience is real, right? What we're experiencing is not what we think, but the experience is real. So we have to deal with it, you know. We have to deal yeah, but the, so the idea of that's the th- problem that there usually in Hinduism they say heaven and hell they're temporary because of the result they may be long lasting but temporary, right? Uh, but and 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 so their the Hindu critique of Christian Judaism Islam views of hell is that heaven and hell is that they're they're taking them to be permanent a temporary action can't lead to a permanent result. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the time, that's a common thing. But usually, the great thinkers and theologians and mystics, they don't mean heaven and hell in that simplistic yeah. way. Well, heaven may be described the way they know heaven is union with God, or in, in God's, you know, and that's an eternal state. That's you know, it's oversimplified was, to dismiss the dismiss. But that was my next question. Yeah, yeah. So like,
1: if you go to heaven and it's mm-hmm. not. Forever, because yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's not...
0: It's but not the thing like, is, if they, heaven is finite. union, if, if you, heaven is union with God, it's not just di- just realize. dying is not, an, n- n- not enough reason to go to heaven or hell—eternal mm-hmm. hell or eternal heaven. It requires deep realization, right? And, and your state of con- if, if your state of consciousness is transcendent, then you'll experience something transcendent. We can call that in, in, in certain religions they use that language. They use a the language of heaven and hell to describe separation from God or union with God, right? But in the non-mystical realm, common people use heaven and hell in a very, it it, it, it becomes offensive. When you start, the the common use description of heaven and hell in light of spiritual reality and truth and God's infinite nature and the soul's divine true nature and and, and then it becomes almost offensive at that, childish offensive. Mm -hmm. But if you poke it a little bit, you realize it's actually not really what's being, most likely not really what's being said. You know, but I, I, you know, Padre Pio, that famous, you know, I uh, mentioned it the other day. Uh, 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 somebody came to him and said uh, he doesn't believe in hell. And Padre Pio says, "Don't worry, you will. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. That will come up. <laughs> Hopefully, he didn't have to go to hell. <laughs> when you have a saint look in your eyes, says you will. That will come up. Yeah. So we should. Th- but also, it's not that these states don't exist. somebody <laughs> all heaven and hell. Don't talk, <laughs> didn't say they don't exist. He says, better if they didn't exist. Then our foolish dreams would break sooner. The problem is they do exist, and, you know. And, and we, we experienced
1: it here, so yeah, it mean, yeah. should be a good example. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah also, we don't <laughs> need. I mean, we make heaven and hell here. <laughs> you know.
1: You get slapped here.
0: Could There's a story one taxi driver told me. Uh, a, a, a taxi driver in Delhi, he's very wonderful, he's attached to Ramakrishna. he's my driver at the Ramakrishna mission, and as soon as he gets in the car, he says, Swamiji, can I give satsang? Yes, <laughs> <coffee?" laughs> talk. And he'll start here beside Tulsi Das verse and start like and singing songs and giving instructions, telling stories, very, we have a great affection, but he, even all the swamis, they go, he says, Manil, man, man, Manik, Manik, Bolo? And so he starts, he starts giving satsang from the front seat as he drives, you know? like, wonderful soul. But he told me a story i think it made it into our little book i think that story of of a of, of, uh, uh, somebody goes uh, a saint a sadhu uh, dies right and he goes to heaven naturally is a good sadhu and he said before going to the pearly gates right he said i have a desire i've read people people have talked about hell and also the scriptures mentioned it so i know they're true but is it possible to visit just as a tourist, I mean, I don't want to go to hell. Nobody want, <laughs> nobody wants to go to hell. That's not a normal thing. I just a it. Because yes, no problem. You go, give you a pass, a three day pass. You go, <laughs> right? So he goes and he comes back and and at the gatekeeper, whoever the gate, the Hindu version of Saint Peter says. So how was it? It was awesome. And the gatekeeper, mm-hmm. awesome. It's hell. Uh, hell cannot be beautiful. What did, what did you see there? Well, I saw uh, temples and beautiful gardens and people are chanting Vedic sacrifices. Right and 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 describing like this, and then uh, the the gatekeeper said, then you are really a sadhu, right? Because that you you make you see heaven even in hell, right? This is the thing that that level of con- wherever they go they're in heaven, you know, and uh, so that's a very very that there's that level of consciousness. You're a real sadhu, even in hell you see heaven. That's good motivation. So in that in that uh origins of yoga, there's one the one swami. He says they say this is Kali Yuga, but I don't see it at all. I see everything full of joy and bliss, because he's full of joy and bliss, right? Somebody, Swahananda, told the story. Give the example that a little child and a good a little child, happy, your daughter or son, when they're happy, right? And the little boy, and you give them, and you slap their face, they laugh, <laughs> right? And if they're in a bad mood, you give them candy, they cry, <laughs> right? So even in a simple thing, you can see how the mind interprets everything. The same act or something. So somebody, what to speak of if you have that that level of realization? Everywhere, you, you're only so, uh place or karma or a dream or con- whatever heaven and hell is. Right? But the, the, I think that one of the points is it shouldn't be the, 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 uh, the avoiding the spanking and getting the candy. That shouldn't be the motivation of our spiritual life. Right? We should understand these things you know, on a philosophical level, but that shouldn't be the, our, our motivation. I like that. that burn down paradise and, and put out the fire. We can see what religion is right that's the that's the uh i think very very important what real if i really love god if i really want one god independent of the fear and reward and punishment take reward and punishment. reward and punishment, it's natural it's real right but it's not a very not impressive you know you know we don't we don't like the saints we worship are not because they re- they really were scared of 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 hell and therefore we're we're good christians or good you know, that's not that's not impressive the people who Whatever that may have been the theology they had. But they had such a intense longing for God. And that it, and that, and that was a real thing. Hari Om Tat Om. Okay. Now I have to figure out how to turn this off. And it may just be stop, right? Stop.